Max Crosby. He's going to come in at the end, punch it out. Holmes is sacked by Crosby. His second of the game. He's picked off. And this one's going back for a touchdown. Man. Two snaps. Man. I'm your co-host, Rogan Roback. We've got the dogs in the house, DT Krill, Slime in the background. What's good, y'all? Welcome for coming back. Um, it was a crazy week. Hope everybody had a great holidays, Christmas. Uh, it is December 26th, the day after a great, great, great day, not only from Santa, but Grinch himself, Max Crosby and the Raiders. Um, but it was week 16 in Kansas City. Raiders took on the Chiefs in Arrowhead with a final score, 20-14 to 14 for the Raiders. So you already know what it is. Um, we got the dog in here ready to celebrate. We were geeked up. So, uh, Max, before I pass over to you, uh, our conversation last week, we talked about sacks being the focal point that everybody looks at. Um, but there's many ways to impact the game, as you know. And you were disruptive as hell, bro. You were all over. They lined you up every fucking which way, which was awesome to see. Um, and you, I mean, you were running miles someplace to go after and get Mahomes, even just to let him know you're there. So great game by you, great game by the defense, um, and a great great win for Raiders in general. But just going to pass over to you and your thoughts, brother. Yeah, bro, I appreciate it. Um, best Christmas gift you can ask for. You know, obviously I was excited uh, to get back home with the family, but it wouldn't have been the same if we didn't get the dub. So uh, it was incredible, bro, from start to finish. Everybody was dialed in um, the whole week. There was zero doubts um, about what we were about to go do. Um, nobody in the world really thought that was a possibility for us to go into Arrowhead and get a win um, with a rookie quarterback, with the odds against us, back against the wall. Um, but we found a way. And, you know, as a defense, you know, I'm going to talk about my defense. Obviously, I'm going to show the love to the offense towards the end. But as a defense, we've talked about it on this pod many times. And Pat Graham, you know, he talked about it earlier in the season. He was like, we're, he's like, we don't want to just be a really good defense. We want to be great. And to get to that level, we have to be able to t- uh, determine games and the outcomes of them. And uh, that was an exact result of that. You know, we went out there um, locked in from start to finish. Everybody on all three levels were dialed in. Everyone was on the same page. And you just felt the energy, bro, from the start, from the, from the start, literally all the way to the finish. Like we had yeah. the exhaust, every bit of energy and mileage we had on our legs to go out there and go get a win. Um, and we and we found a way. So um, it wasn't perfect. Um, there's definitely some things we can improve on. But um, overall, when you go play the Chiefs and go to Arrowhead, you know it's going to be one of those games where you're going to have to run more than you're you're used to. You're going to have to go to a different um, tap into a different you know mindset uh, to to get to that finish line and and, and to beat them. So, uh, bro, it was an incredible feeling. Everybody was dialed in. Everyone was fired the fuck up. AP champ. Everybody. On, on, on the team especially it was just like we got into the locker room we were so hyped but we were so tired at the same time everyone was just like sit, just sitting down and we're like bro we exhausted 100 so, bro like exhausted with a smile and it's crazy because coach graham he showed a a video earlier in the week and it was when the bills beat uh the chiefs um we know when the Darius <laughs> tony controversy all that but they yeah. found a way to beat him and you see Sean McDermott on the sideline, like hands on his knees, bent over. Hands on like, your knees. Like he, hands on your knee. Uh, but he was like exhausted, bro. But he looks up and had the biggest smile on his face. And, and, and that was what he showed. He's just like, this is what I want to look like after the game. And it wasn't just Pat that felt like that. It was the whole team because 
we had to we had to really dig deep to get a win in Arrowhead. So it was it was legendary, bro. That's what it takes, though, right? I mean, there's no better feeling coming coming back to the flight, going home, and just completely on E. But at least you're on E with a dub. You know what I mean? That's a that's a plus in it. So man, it was so fun to watch you guys. You guys deserve it. It was a great Christmas present for you guys because you have been on so many close game battles. Um, and they've gone both ways. So it was really awesome for you guys to be able to hone that in, keep the uh, keep the storybook writing, so to speak, because you guys are paving your own way. Um, before I jump into major moments of the game, I got to ask you, bro, first and foremost, how was the Crosby Christmas? Crosby Christmas was incredible. Um, Y'all know uh, I sent a lot of blessings out, <laughs> a lot of blessings right. out to all my brothers, everybody that means the most to me. Um, exactly. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, for me, you know, I was in the giving spirit this year. I, I always am, I always do big things for Christmas, but, um, you know, this year I was feeling a little bit more generous. So, um, blessed and was, you know, able to bless a lot of people and, you know, most importantly, bless Rachel and, uh, and Ella and, and all the ones closest to me. So we had a blast. Um, Ella was knocked out when we got back last night. So me and Rachel just opened all our gifts today. Um, and she was, she was dialed in. She got like her own, like <laughs> her own food truck and all these gifts and everything. She's just staring smiling and just was tearing everything up. So yeah, we had, we had a blast. Smiling ear to ear. I can already ear see her ear, little, bro. so cute. Uh, Ella, Ella was obviously spoiled. We know that. Um, but for you, Max, spending time with the family, obviously a little day late, so to speak, probably a little weird. Um, but for you, what was it like playing on Christmas? Was there anything off or felt different? Um, nice part is it was an early game, but just curious how the Christmas day was for you, obviously being on the road. Yeah, um, it was a little bit different for sure. But, uh, you know, for us, we're on, we're on a mission. You know, we started, you know, like I said, I, I say everybody, I started January 30th uh, with my training uh, to get ready for this season. So um, it's almost been a year. And yeah. I put everything into this um, to be in these situations and, you know, to find a way to win um, on the road like that um, with all my guys and, and coaches. Like, it was it was incredible. So, yeah, you know, Christmas was great. We got to spend some time. We watched Elf last night, um, which was dope. But for me, you know, I was I was fully locked in. And, yeah, no, it's legendary. But I was, I was fully locked in on the game, bro. That's the only thing that mattered to me in that moment. Um, when I woke up, I was dialed in. Um, and now, you know, it's a quick turnaround, you know, we can't get too high, even though it was a great win and a huge win, but you know, we got the Colts coming to town. They're the seventh seed right now. Um, everything is in front of us. We got to take care of business. It's another tough team. And, uh, I know everybody's dialed in. So we're, uh, we're really excited. We got in the building, everybody was working out today and then tomorrow we're, we're back at it and, uh, getting ready for an Indy. 100%. Yeah. Before we jump into the game, one last final question for Christmas, because everyone's going to be wanting to ask, in your opinion, who had the best gift in the locker room for the teammates? Um, because that's always a big question for everybody. And obviously, Aiden can't really bless the offense. He's on a rookie contract. So someone had to step up. Just curious who you thought had the best gift in there. Best gift? Um, yeah. In your eyes. I mean, it doesn't mean in general. Just, you know, what you fucked with. Um, honestly, you know, there was a lot. You know, I feel like um, I mean, me and Tyree, me and Tyree Wilson, um, we, we, we did a Rolex swap. I told him, uh, which watch I really liked. I've been telling him for months. I'm like, yo, I need this teal, this teal face, like the Tiffany blue yeah, uh, Rolex. 
You did. So, yeah, so he got me that for Christmas, and I got him like a, a two-tone sky dweller. So uh, the rookie took care of me. I took care of him. I love it. Um, yeah, um, me and Tay, we do our jewelry swap every single year. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely blessed him with a crazy chain. We could definitely we could put a screenshot on here, Slime, uh, yeah, for the viewers. Cool. But I had to take care of him, and then he took care of me. He got me a dope-ass chain, like a rose gold bust-down rope chain. It was nasty I so, love it. yeah bro like it was uh everybody was in a and definitely in the christmas spirit taking care of each other and blessing probably everybody. small necklace if i had to guess um yeah it's pretty small uh but yeah no hey did anybody hook pat graham up did he get blessed did any of the coaches get blessed new ap did ap get any new black forces because those didn't look like they had a crease in them walking off the tunnel yeah no they were crispy for sure he probably got blessed with some forces but yeah i feel like everybody you know uh rob leonard our d-line coach he got us all uh cigars um oh, yeah. he got everybody's cigars i got everybody's cigars in the building in every department of course um, so yeah i mean the women are like oh it awesome like a stogie in the building now yeah literally every, everybody has stogies now so it's like it's our thing now so we might have to like you know add a little renovation to the building and just have a little stogie section for you know tough parts it. of the season a cigar lounge i just love it that needs to be added lounge. they don't want the locker room they, they want the locker room stinking after dubs because we expect a lot more dubs now and in the future let's get a fucking cigar lounge in there we'll talk to them we'll get it figured out yeah, um it would be great it would, it would be, be dope. I got, I got to add this too. This is hilarious. But there's one more thing on cigars before we get moving on. So we're in the locker room. You know, I bought, you know, night before I sent Adam, our equipment guy, to go get a bunch of stogies for the road. And, uh, you know, after the game, he's like, should I bring them out? I'm like, yes. I go, what? The bring the motherfuckers out right now. Yep. So he put all the cigars in front of me. I'm literally throwing them out like candy across the locker room. <laughs> And uh, scooping them off the floor. No, literally scooping them off the floor. There's lighters. Everyone's looking for cutters. And um, I make eye contact with Champ Kelly, our, our GM. And I'm about to spark this fucking thing. And he looks at me and goes, you can't smoke that in here. <laughs> and because we're in the Chiefs locker room, yeah, there's true. literally smoke detectors right above our head like the sprinklers. I'm like, the fuck? I like this. I'll take the fine. I don't care. I sparked that bitch. He just started laughing, and we just started sparking up. Oh, I honestly have God. no idea how the thing didn't get rained on with the. You, with I was the just gonna say. Down. You imagine if you said "fuck it," and then all of a sudden it rains, and everyone's Louis really bags are just ruined. Fuck it. Merry Christmas. Honestly, fuck it. Yeah, hey, I got yeah, you. Yeah, at that point, it was like "fuck it." I feel you. Hundred percent. That's so speaking funny. Of, speaking of fine swap, you blessed the cartel with the face yeah. mask. It's back. Great question, dude. Yes. What, talk yeah. to us about it, and what, what kind of fine are we looking at? Are we going to fly under the radar because Roger came to his senses? We'll see. Um, honestly, so it was super random. Um, I go in for pregame warm-up. They always put a black visor on my helmet um, for warm-ups. And I go to grab my helmet, and I notice I got the triangle on it. I'm like, what? So I didn't say shit. I went out there, did my warm-up, boom, boom, boom. Maybe I'm they're like, paying yeah, your fine. It just felt right. And whatever. So I go out there, do my warm up, and I come back, and they take my helmet to take the visor off, and then the other face mask was on it. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, no, put that shit back on. He's like, you sure? He's like, they're probably going to find you. I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm, ta I'm taking it. We're in too so deep. I was already, I was in too deep. So yep. I might be getting a little fine, but it is what it is. You know, it was legendary. It's Christmas Day. 
I had to represent a lot of eyes on me. Um, I had, yeah. to, had to represent for you know the triangle, so it was it was dope. One hundred percent. Yeah, people were confused. They didn't know if you got approved by Roger before the game, um, if the Raiders were paying your fine, or if Darian's paying your fine. So we'll figure that out. Um, D, we'll, you know where to send it. Um, but Max, let's jump into the game, bro, because it was a great one uh, in so many different ways. Uh, monumental for some people, um, especially for the organization, right? So fast start for you guys. We talked about that a shit ton on here. Um, but once again, you, you held the Chiefs to negative 18 yards in the first quarter. I'm pretty sure that's an NFL record. I'm sure you guys can you can check me on that. And then you followed up with two turnovers in under like seven seconds for a tutty. So can you just talk about that, the fast start, what was clicking for you guys? Because you said earlier, you guys came in to be the bully, and that's exactly what you guys were. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about all the time about starting fast, but it's not just about starting fast and then fading as the game goes. You know, you got to be able to maintain it for three and a half hours. Um, and and, and uh, AP, he, he talks about all the time in our in our team meetings. He always says we play for 61 minutes, and I didn't understand what he meant at first um, by that. But he just talks about playing through the whistle, like because you know you don't you don't play to the whistle, you play through the whistle. Everyone talks yep. about that, so that's what 61 minutes means is finishing every single play um, until they basically have to pull you off, like you're TKO on somebody. So that's kind of what our mentality was going into it. Um, we had breakdowns every single day you know, going into that, into that game, like the first day of practice, he was like, all right, this is first quarter. And then he had a slide and was showing, you know, I've got, I, I don't want to mess up the order, but one of them was like Nate Diaz beating Conor McGregor when he went in there. I think that was the second quarter. Um, and then he had the, oh, the, the first quarter was the Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagler, one of the greatest boxing matches ever. Um, they just come out swinging out the gates. Um, and then, as the week went on, then boom, it gets the third quarter, and we got the bad boy Pistons uh, against Michael Jordan. So it was like the Jordan rules. Like we talked about that, you know, the Jordan rules, you know, as far as how it was for Mahomes, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to bother him. We're going to, uh, you know, be after him all, all game. And uh, if we stop him, you know, we're going to have a good chance to win. So yeah. it was just like it was a buildup all week to get to that point. Um, and it was just – it was exactly how it was laid out was how it played out. So it was it was beautiful, bro. So – Everyone was just so dialed and so focused on going there and getting a win, um, and nobody blinked. So, yeah, starting the, you know, having two touchdowns on defense in a matter of seven seconds, like, that's unheard of. I've never done, I've never been a part of that. I've never even seen that. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, boom, Bilal, they fumbled the snap, Bilal scoops it to the crib. We're so lit. We go to the sideline. Thick six. <laughs> another thick six, back to back thick six. Times two. Um, yeah. Times two. But I just remember on the sideline, like, I was, like, dialing. Everyone locked back in, reset, reset, reset. We go back out there, boom. Jet, they run, like, a little pin boot. Kelsey tries to block me. They throw it out there, and fucking Jack <laughs> takes off, bites. He Cookies. read it like a book, and he's yeah, ripped. He ran the route for him. Literally ran the route for him. So him making that play, boom, back to back, we're like, yeah, now what? Like, now what? Now now you got to come back out there again, and yep. now where's your confidence at? You know what I mean? And for us, our confidence was at all-time high, but we had to sustain it, and that's what we did. You know, it wasn't perfect, like I said, but just the effort on tape, um, it, it was undeniable. Guys were flying around. Um, you just seen, you know, from just a front perspective, like everybody had a lot of pressures, like me, Malk, Tyree, Bilal, Jerry, like everyone was winning rushes. Everyone was hunting the ball. Everyone was flying around. And then the back end, they did their jobs. Spillane's flying around, cracking people. It was just, you know, we had, we did everything we had to do to get the win. So 
um, it was a special moment, bro. And uh, still, I, I still, I told, I told CJ last night, I need that sack too because they try to, they try to hold me on the second. Was, let's like, talk about that. Let's talk about that because that's an RPO, bro. So I need that. Like, and, and let's talk about it. There's no design run ever in a million years for Pat Mahomes. Come on, bro. Yeah, so that's like, what I'm saying, and we blitzed I, it perfect, and he kind of just panicked. And nobody, Lyman didn't go down the yeah. field. They were running routes. One dude was blocking. They had a bubble route. I'm like, that's an RPO. It's a sack. So, yeah, we're and behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I'm like, I need that. They all count the same. I mean, I've already had some taken away this year. I, I need that. You know, when's that right? come back? How long does it take him to answer that shit? Um, I think it'll be a day or two, a couple of days. So, go see Jay. Um, they're already on it. I'm like, bro, you can't. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I gotta, I gotta earn. Especially, you know how it is. Like, I'm, I'm getting. Red circle every week, like it yes. has a fight for every single one. So I'm like, bro, you got to give me that. And that was, sure. a, you know, I smacked the shit out of him too. Like Slap it was, him. he set the tone right out the gate, and I'm like, what? They don't give me yep. that. So yeah, we're we're definitely in the process of that. Just we'll sprinkle see. sprinkle that uh, that play on top of all the holding plays that you send in for review too. <laughs> I know we'll it's, say it's insane. <laughs> it is insane, but it's you know, this is a crazy thing, bro. It's like honestly, like you see everybody talking about it. Mike is talking about getting held and everything like that, like. I don't want to be like, yeah, no, it is what it is. But it's like the truth. Like my mentality, bro, I'm so used to getting, you know, dealing with that, that it's like, it's my job to not allow them to hold me. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, there's going to be plays where I get held. But like, if I can affect the game and help us win, if they literally have to like tackle me and shit like that, then it is what it is. I feel like it always comes back. Like if you're vision about the, you know, the holding and things like that, um, you're worried you know, about the, the wrong refs, shit. The refs, see, yeah, you're worried about the wrong shit, and the refs are gonna be. You think they're gonna want to call it for you the next time? Like, Hell I no. think it's the first time in my career I've gotten, I think three or four weeks in a row where I've actually got holding calls, which is insane. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just, I just keep doing my job at a high level, and you know, keep finding ways to get home and, and affect the game. You do it's, that, it's and do. and and let everybody else worry about it because it's becoming so obvious. There was some blatant. I mean, I get the tic tac, right? Somebody falls off, they break the pocket. They get outside yeah. of the frame. That I get that. That's going to happen. But some of these got ignorantly obvious. So yeah, it'll it'll it'll, it'll be a focal point. I'm sure everybody saw the freeze frame of Max completely and a full Nelson. Literally, he's like, <laughs> full yes. Nelson. Like, yeah. yeah. So we know we see every play, which is dope because when you do get them, we already know what came with you getting the sack. You know, what I mean, you're probably defi- defying odds. Whether this is a good topic because there's a few things I want to talk about, but. Um, you're defying odds by you're getting chipped already. You're getting more bodies at you. And then on top of that, you're getting fucking held. So it's like, and you're still getting to the quarterback. You're still at 13 and a half, should be 14 and a half. Let's do what Sean O'Malley does, right? Wait. Says he's undefeated. He's really it's not. Gonna, hey, it's going to be 14 and a half. Yes. I like it. Months. Manifest it. But a big reason why it should also be a sack, in my honest opinion, Max, is because you have sacked Mahomes more than anybody in the NFL, which is fucking insane. Um, and an awesome feat because because of how great Pat Mahomes is, right? Like we're mm-hmm. we're, we're going to give love at the same time, but um, uh-huh. he's he's a, one of the greatest quarterbacks probably to play already. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have done that and put him his ass on the ground more times than anybody. So um, why do you feel that you're so successful at sacking Mahomes just for everybody? And like, why do you think it works for you? Um, you know, for me, it's you know I don't I don't go into the game thinking I'm trying to change anything or. You know, I'm trying to do anything outside of the box of what, you know, I do at a high level. It's just, you know, I feel like things are supposed to happen the way they are. You know, me and Pat are a couple of the best players in the league. You know, in all, in my humble opinion, like we're the best in the business of what we do. And, uh, you know, I feel like I look back to the Brett Favre and Warren Sapp, like rivalry. 
you know, two of the greatest competitors in that time. And they had an all-time rivalry. They made a whole, like, NFL films on their rivalry. So, like, for me, um, I've talked about it before, but I want every quarterback to say, I hate playing against this dude more than anybody. And uh, I want not just quarterbacks, but the old linemen to say the same thing. And um, so, for me, every time I go out there, I'm playing a great player like Mahomes. Like, I want to make him – I want to make sure he feels it every single time he comes in my area. And I'm coming after him at all times. So, if, you know, I was telling, even during the game, I'm telling the sideline, I'm like, keep sending them. It's like, keep sending them, keep sending yep. the chips, keep sending the slide. And that's just my mentality because I'm going to do whatever it takes to get home. And, uh, you know, yesterday was a prime example. Like, I think I had seven pressures or something. And it was, it took every bit of energy and juice in my body to try to get to that man. Like, I was fighting through all type of shit. He's scrambling all over the place. Like, there was, yeah. I could have had a few more sacks, but um you know he's just a great player and he finds ways to make shit happen um but at the end of the day like if I can open up opportunities for everybody else then I'm doing my job and like you see a guy like Malcolm for example like Malcolm is starting to blossom into a fucking really good player and I've you know a guy like him I believe I've I've been on Malcolm's hype train since day one and you could ask the coaches you could ask everybody but like you can go to the pilot of this this podcast who probably said literally but like Malcolm is a special player, bro. And seeing him blossom and starting the sack, starting to fall and everything like that. Um, I know this is totally off topic, but like it gets me fired up, bro, because he's, he works his ass off and he's in there doing extra work with me. And he's always asking questions. So um, yeah, you know, when you're playing a great, a great player like him, um, it's the ultimate respect. You got to be at your absolute best. And, you know, after the game, we went right up to each other, chopped it up. And um, he was like, I'm a, I'm a, I need that jersey. I'm going a, I'm to a get it to you, whatever. He's like, I'm going to send it over. So I literally, I got into the locker room, and the, he sent, like, a Chiefs guy over, and he brought over Mahomes' jersey, and he had a cool-ass note on it and everything. So I had to go find my jersey and, and get it right over right away. So, That's um, lit. yeah, he's, you know, me and him, got our we got our rivalry. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, it's the ultimate respect because he's, he's the ultimate competitor like me, and, uh, you know, we bring the best out of each other. That's dope. <laughs> I think you touched on a little bit his ability mm-hmm. and Mahomes' ability to just extend plays, right? He can, whether it's him backpedaling and um, doing mm-hmm. his spin arounds, breaking contain, you know, holding on to the ball to the last second and throwing a sidearm, everything in between. Um, yeah, we, we saw in the, in the game that a lot of his or a few of his bigger plays came from broken plays, right, from those pressures that you guys were getting home to. Now, what does that do from a defense's perspective and especially your perspective when you are playing somebody of that caliber? that has the pocket awareness, is able to extend the play, can make moves with his, uh, make plays with his legs, right? What what all does that do for you um, during the game? Yeah, you know, every, you know, I play him twice a year. And does he get himself in trouble by doing some of that? Just a question. I mean, you know, I've, been, I've played him 10 times now. You know, I've played him twice a year for five years now. And he, uh, you know, he's, I don't even know how to explain it, but he's just, he does such a good job of seeing the whole field. You know what I mean? Like he could feel the rush, but also has his eyes downfield. So he's looking to make, he's not scrambling to go run it majority of the time. He's scrambling to find the open guy and they do such a good job, you know, especially him and Kelsey, like they're on, they have a sixth sense. They've been doing it together forever. And that's what I feel like people don't understand. Like, you know, they're having their struggles right now because they have all new receivers basically. So it's not the same and he's having to adapt and adjust to that. Um, but you see it out there like that dude is, you know, there's a couple yesterday. Like I was, I ran like 90 yards in one play just to try to get the motherfucker down. Like, cause he's just going to continue to try to make every single play. And that's what, 
you know, that's what makes it hard on defenses because on the back end, you got to plaster and stick to your man and try to stay in coverage. But at the same time as a front, like you can't just recklessly go and rush this guy. You got to be all coordinated and on the same page and keep him contained to a certain extent um, and make his life hard. And I feel like that's what we did yesterday. We were all hunting and we were flying around him and, and literally were on his ass from play one to the end. So yeah, bro, it, it's a testament to him because he was getting smacked around. Like he was getting hit all game. And like, even on runs downfield, there's a couple of times where I ran in there and cracked him, and there was other guys falling on him on the piles. And like, he still gets up and he's still trying to make plays. So you were um, under yeah, the pile like ripping, uh, ripping the ball out from under the plate, which is what pisses him off the most, which is so funny. That's what pissed him off in the, in the Netflix it, series. I, no, for sure. And so <laughs> I, I know exactly what he doesn't like. And um, I study him just like he studies defenses. So, um, yep. yeah, I know every little thing. So I the just game inside I game, try to push baby. every button and, yeah, just try to make him uncomfortable as fuck. Absolutely. No, Max, and what you said was that he sees the field, like, better than anyone, or that's a plus um, in his category on being able to just see the entire field. Um, and you said it there. He doesn't look at the rush. I'm just curious because if you did say he looked at the rush as a quarterback, that's disrespectful because you're you're pretty much scared of getting hit, right? We, there's a lot of guys you know that are that stare at the rush. Um, but Nick Bosa just said that was yeah. the blueprint for Jalen Jalen Hurts is that he stares at the rush. Um, is there a lot of guys like that? And do you take that as if this guy's staring at the rush, he's fucking afraid to get hit and he's not really locked in? How do you guys take that as a defensive side? Because I take it as disrespect, so I'm just curious. <laughs> well, I feel like it, it, you know, it varies. Like, every quarterback is different. Um, there's some guys that, you know, like Mahomes doesn't look at the rush, but he feels the rush. Yeah. You know I mean, there's other guys who are like, if you're near him, his ass is going down. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Mahomes has the ability to, you know, not only make all the throws, but he could scramble as well. So um, he's got that good mixture. And so, yeah, I feel like any of these quarterbacks um, in general, they don't want to get hit. You know what I mean? It's not like, yeah. even though Mahomes is like, a, he's a dog and he's going to take his hits and get up, but like, he doesn't want to get hit out there. Yeah. And over and over and over again, you got 260 to 300 pound monsters chasing after you. Like that shit's going to take a toll. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who it is or what they like or whatever. At the end of the day, like I know quarterbacks, they don't want to get hit and it, it is what it is. And that's our What's job, up? you know, to go make their life miserable. And yeah. And you know, this broken, but yeah, you, you know how it is. It's just, it's part of the game. We're not fearful by any means, but I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, no, no one really likes to get hit. So, uh, you're, you're correct in saying that I want to transition a little bit, Max, because, um, the defensive has been absolutely balling. Um, and a test to that testament to that is obviously Pat Graham, obviously to you guys. Um, but also you guys have an ID an identity now with a head coach who is a defensive minded guy. We talked about this, I think on a previous episode, uh, with Mike Tomlin. Um, but that's kind of like your guys' identity now, but for Jack Jones, Two weeks in a row, he's made two huge plays. I just wanted your your thoughts um, because of AP, a, AP's impact on Jack because he seems like he's got him dialed the fuck in. He was out there when he's seen confrontation going on. What makes AP's connect or him in general so great? But what is specific to Jack Jones that he's now playing his best ball? Yeah, um, you know they go way back. Uh, I think they've AP's been knowing Jack since thirteen years old, so he's coached him at every level basically. So it's it's insane. Um, but they're from the same place. They're both from Compton. Uh, they understand each other at a very high level. 
Um, and Jack is just, he's a different dude. He's a different cat. And it takes a special coach to understand his people. You know what I mean? And like every player is different. You got you can't just coach everybody the same. That's not how it is nowadays. And, you know, he can't coach me like he coaches Jack or he, how he coaches Aiden. It's yeah. just, it's just different. Um, so I think that's what makes AP a great coach is that he just, um, he understands, um, his players and it's just, it's special to see. And, and Jack, he's, you know, we already knew he was super talented, um, coming from new England. We heard about him. I've seen him from a distance for a while. Um, obviously he had some other things going on there that, you know, I don't know about or anybody really knows the truth or whatever the hell, but at the end of the day, um, you know, Raiders are Raiders. Um, and I feel like Jack is, you know, exactly what a Raider is. You know, yes. he's, a little, he's a wild card. He's a wild, he's a wild ass dude, but um, he loves football and that shit is obvious. It's contagious. Um, and I feel like he's been an awesome addition to that room. And uh, every time he's out there, he's talking his shit. He's doing what he's doing. But uh, that dude knows exactly like when it comes to like watching film and shit like that, you see him in the meetings, he's sitting there watching the iPad, just watching route concepts and seeing what they do and tendencies. And like, he's super intelligent when it comes to, you know, reading what, what they're about to run. And, like you said, he's literally run out there running routes for people. So you just got to keep improving, bro. He's got a ton of talent, um, and he's he, he has you know potential to be a really good player. Yeah, his ceiling's definitely high. You can see it. I mean, he's strapping on to people, um, and also AP's potential seems to be high. So I got to ask you, Max, is AP and did he place himself as a front runner to be the next head coach in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, if he already wasn't um i think that's wild but um yeah. he further solidified it but at the end of the day we have to finish you know the job is not done um yeah. we're right in the mix of things with the playoffs and we got to go to indy on a short week and go beat a team that's the seventh seed right now who's in the wild card so yeah. um even though the chiefs game was huge monumental great it was incredible but we have to we have to go out there and win you know what i mean people forget about the chiefs win if we go out there and lay a dud and uh in indy so we definitely, you know, are going to be locked in. I know the guys are um, getting our bodies back together. Everybody's locked back in um, and focused. And tomorrow we got to have a great day and have a great week in general um, so we can go out there and continue moving uh, in the direction we want to go because everything is in front of us. And uh, we know how, how important this, you know, time of year is. You know, January football, if you're playing in January, you know, every single play counts and matters. Yeah. So we got to be at our best and we definitely, look, you know, look forward to doing that. Hell yeah. Max, I got one here for you. Um Obviously, you're a huge fan of AP and what he's brought to the team and what he's done so far and the quick, you know, changes that he's brought positively on that. Um, that being said, he's obviously a huge fucking fan of you as well. Uh, he was just quoted one of his tweets. Uh, him and Michael Strahan were talking and he goes, me and Strahan talked about him. He's different. This is what you see from people who wear gold jackets someday. So with that being said, is that the ultimate Max Crosby football player goal of yours? What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, you know, first off, it's a fucking, the ultimate compliment, um, yeah. AP, you know, we got a crazy amount of respect for each other. Um, but yeah, you know, for me, that's, that's definitely, if not number one, you know, in, in, in a telescope, as far as down the road, uh, goals, if that's not number one, it's definitely close to it. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, I've talked about it before publicly, but you know, you know, that's something that I, I definitely want to do I definitely plan on doing and I and I know I have a long way to go um so yeah having a gold jacket like that's that's football um legacy shit no yeah. that's 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 ultimate legacy shit I mean there's not even 400 guys in the hall of fame so you just imagine how many years of football how NFL football has gone on like 
there's less than 400 people in the Hall of Fame. So the fact that, you know, him mentioning my name in a, in a group that's that prestigious um, is the ultimate compliment. And for me, it gives me more motivation to go out every single day and set the example for what it's supposed to be, you know, what it's supposed to look like to be a Raider. And, um, you know, we talk about it. It sounds, you know, people think it's corny or can have their opinions, but like uh, the Raider way is, is different than everything else. Um, mm-hmm. AP, I feel like fully embodies that. And that's why he's able to relate to his players and get the best out of us because, um, we understand he's coming from a genuine place, um, and he just wants to win, just like all of us. So, yeah, bro, that's the ultimate compliment. And you know, Hall of Fame is 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 you know, for me, I think it's it's definitely got to be number one. You know, on my on my all time, you know, when it comes to goals, you know, down the road. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we will shut Canton the fuck down. Down, Ooh, I'm Straight talking down. about down. What? <laughs> oh, it's going down in the Hall of Fame city. Yeah, yeah we burn, we're, we're going to burn the whole town down. It's going to be uh, incredible. So <laughs> we, we were talking about AP um, and what he does and his kind of resume right now. And a lot of the things that you hear is, you know, he can't be the next head coach or because, you know, he doesn't have the experience or, you know, there's the people build a list of shit. And to me, I think it's bullshit, right? Because I think that there's two different types of coaches that you're seeing predominantly in the NFL. You have the offensive-minded geniuses, right? You got the McDaniels, these these younger guys, this generation, and then you also on the other end you have the the player, the former player type, right? You got the Campbells, you got the Vrabels. Um, AP fits right into that. Now, talk to me about what do you look for in a head coach, and what does he do so well uh, as a head coach to, to to kind of silence all the people that think you need to be in the X's and O's, you need to be Andy Reid calling the offense if you're the head coach. What's AP yeah. do so well? Yeah, um, you know, the one thing that's, you know, I feel like, like you said, these offensive mind, you you know, you have these geniuses, these offensive geniuses, you have these defensive gurus, you have all these, you know, different type of people. But at the end of the day, there's only 32 head coaching jobs in the NFL. And that's for, spe- that's for a special, special group of coaches. And you can know every X's and O's, you know exactly what's going on. You'd be the most brilliant mind. But if you can't lead men, then, you know, you're not going to be able to lead a group of 53 grown men to where you're trying to go. And, uh, you know, every single head coach, um, you know, in this league right now had to earn that spot. And realistically, it's a cycle. You know, every single year, there's about half the coaches that are on the hot seat. You know what I mean? So it's super hard to maintain that job and do it at a high level for a long time. Um, And I feel like what separates, you know, the great ones from, you know, the guys that, you know, are recycled and, you know, kind of go through that process are just being leaders of men. And that's something that AP has, and that's something you can't measure. Um, and he reminds me, you know, I said this earlier today, but like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm not a prediction guy. I'm a manifest, you know, manifestation type of guy. But like, I see him being a Mike Tomlin, you know, the next yeah. Mike Tomlin type of guy. Um, he doesn't necessarily have to be calling the defensive plays, but he has influence. He doesn't have to necessarily call the offensive plays, but he has influence. But he knows how to gravitate everybody um to one common goal and uh that's something that's hard to find and uh you know i feel like you know i'm not trying to say he's mike tomlin obviously ap's his own guy um an old man but um you know ap's got a ton of potential and uh it's it's been an honor you know just having him as our head coach for the last seven games uh it's it's been a hell of an experience and we just want to finish you know the right way for him and um you know us as a group you know generally yeah he said his resume is on the grass i fucking loved when he said that um meaning he's already done what he's done. You know what he's done, and he's talking that shit, and he just stopped talking after he said it, right? He was stern. Um, But there's something to be said about 
guys who have gone and done it before. They've been in, in especially guys at his level who have won championships, which is the ultimate goal. Um, he he knows what it takes. He knows emotionally what you guys are going through, which is a big deal. If you're not clear minded out there, you're not at your you're, then you're not at your best. So I think he's got a good way of doing that with you guys and obviously relating to you guys on, on a different level that other people can't do. Um, so yeah, no, great. Good shout out to you guys. Shout out to the Raiders. Shout out to AP. Um, he's acting like a dog, which is going to lead us right into, you know, that segment. All right, y'all. So now it's time for dog of the day. I mean, there was so many, so many people that could have got this. I mean, from, Jack Jones to Malcolm Coons to Bilal Nichols to I go on and on and on. But the guy that we decided to go with for our <laughs> dog of the day has <laughs> got to be Zamir White. 22 carries, 145 yards, and the game ceiling, 43-yard run to put you know the game on ice. Um, yeah. So Zamir, um, coming from Georgia, he hasn't had a lot of opportunities since he's been in the league. This is his second year. Um, Josh Jacobs obviously missing his second game in a row. Um, and for him to step up the way he did in such a big game and to not only play well, but play great, um, leading the league and rushing this week. Um, it's, a, you know, it's an honor to him. You know, it's an honor to him. The fact that he came in and did what he did is, is special. So got to give a big shout out to Samir White. You're a dog of the week. Let's go. Let's go. Congratulations. Big shout out to Samir. Hey, your t-shirt is coming. Your t-shirt yeah. is coming. That means yeah. that means the big dogs in the front were eating. Oh, eating. Five yards on the ground. Hundred percent. We got to give our respects to those guys too. Freaking yeah, Andre sure. James, Big Jermaine, uh, shit, Dylan Parham, GBR, Thayer, Colt Miller was not even supposed to play, and he had to come to Jermaine. <laughs> Go. He found a way to get onto the field. So big shout out to the O line as well. They held it down. Jakob, the fullback, you know, everybody involved. So, yeah. Well, shit, they got to go against your your defense, your D-line every day. So, you know, iron sharpens iron. There's a reason they're probably uh, picking up their play because your guys is as, as well. Um, but, no, Zamir, shout out to you, man. There's something sweet about just being – waiting on your moment and then executing when it comes. Um, that's got to be fucking huge for them. Great feeling. Uh, but, no, your dog of the day, man. Congratulations. All right, y'all, quick segue. We just want to get you guys caught up with what's going on at MadMaxMerch.com. We have, obviously, you know, a bunch of new stuff that just dropped recently um, from T-shirts, hats, um, all different type of Condor gear, but we got more stuff coming. We just dropped a new Relentless T-shirts with me smoking a stove on the front of it, a little Tony Soprano lining, you know, across the top. Uh, go get those right now. Arguably, you know, my favorite, you know, thing, you know, unbiasedly is my favorite right now on the site. But go get those. They just dropped. Um, but we have a ton of more, um, ton more stuff coming. We have Condor Cartel. We got Big Sack. We got the Thick Six. We got everything coming. We got the Stop Playing with yeah. me on the FaceTime. We got all type of shit coming. But um, <laughs> we appreciate you guys. Keep buying all the merch. Um, we're going to keep it coming out to y'all guys. And, um, you know. We appreciate it. Keep rocking it. Tag us on Instagram. Um, whatever you guys want. If you have an idea, comment, like, subscribe. Give us, you know, give us your intel um, on what on what you guys want, and we'll get it to you as soon as we possibly can. So we appreciate you guys and keep buying that merch. Perfect. Let's go, baby. Goofy. Goofy. Nicely done. Fuck. Nicely done.
I love uh, it. Large. Hey, if you guys haven't already done it and gave it to your loved ones for a gift, go right now. Like Max said, madmaxmerch.com. A lot of Rush apparel, a lot of Max apparel, pretty much whatever you want, you can get in there. And like you said, a lot coming. But my favorite, ooh, Max, I don't like that wording there. But but a great thing that you said, my personal favorite is the big sack hats, which is going to lead us to our big fucking sack moment right now. So big sack, big sack, big sack, big sack, big sack. guy who pulled this sack on the table, um, the guy that, who talked a lot about, is Malcolm Kuntz. Uh, he had a huge day, three sacks max. I'm going to kick it over to you, uh, Malcolm Kuntz, for the big sack moment. Kuntzy. All right, big sack. Three of them, like you said. Um, start with the first one. Level rush, spin move, grabs him by the ankle, takes him down early in the game. I think second drive of the game. Uh, the dude is all over the place, flying around, making plays. Um, second one. I believe I believe his second one. We run to the sideline. Mahomes scrambles out. I'm running. I miss the fucking tackle. And then uh Malcolm comes in and cleans it up, gets the sack on the sideline. Um, so he got his second one there. And then, you know, the the third one, um, you know, me and him, we watched it on film together, but uh it was just us basically a race to the quarterback. I drew a holding call. Malcolm fucking beats around the edge, loops all the way around, smacks Mahomes. Um, and it was, I was right there when it happened and he gets up and he was so amped. I'm like, bro, that's fucking three. That's three. He's like, for real? He's like, I thought I only got two. I'm like, no, that's fucking three. You got one on the sideline. So we were all hyped for him. Um, but yeah, bro, I can go on and on about Malcolm, but he had three big sacks, um, in Arrowhead. First time Mahomes has been sacked three times in a game in his career. So big shout out to Malcolm Coons, my brother, my youngin. Um, getting better every single week. So big shout out to Kunsi with our big sack of the week. Let's go. Kunsi, you thought it was Santa's sack? No, it was Malcolm Kunsi's. No. He had a huge game. Um, Max, I think yeah. there's another record that you just said um, to go against the Chiefs coming from a D-line or from a Raiders D-lineman. Uh, so that's pretty insane. You guys are haunting, haunting them in their dreams. Uh, it's pretty dope to see. So continue it. Obviously, it's a, it's a divisional rival. So um, that beef is going nowhere. Uh, but that's our big sack. So congrats once again. And I'm tr- sorry. I'm trying that's to see our big sack. Again. And also, drink Zen water. Drink Zen <laughs> drink water. Zen water. That's, all, zen that's water. all you got to do. Where's yours, Brogan? There you go, Slime. He's got a Tim Hortons. Grow up. Oh, what is that, a red solo? Please do. Tim Hortons. <laughs> I'm all out. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Really good. Really good. <laughs> What's Crew nice. doing over there? What Look, I can't see him. What are you talking about? Ah. <laughs> all right, we all got right. the uh, we got the look around the league. All right, Crew, we're gonna kick it over to you, brother, for a little around the league. Not so news. Come on, brother, give it to us. Pause. Word. Uh, good news for us. The Patriots keep. Uh, worsening their uh you know <laughs> draft pick and helping teams get out of the playoffs and helping the Raiders move on up to number two in the AFC West. Baltimore big dog San Francisco they look like they're the number one team in the you know entirety of the league right now playing the best ball all sides special teams offense defense I mean just literally bullying people. Yeah they're balling yeah. they're balling I'm not gonna lie. Big shout From, to Chuck Smith too over there. Legend. Go ahead. Legend Plus he's got one. the D line humming. He's got the D line humming. <laughs> Close to a few guys' hearts here. Detroit Lions, first division title since 93. Damn! Max, you grew up a Lions fan. That's pretty crazy to hear. 
Yeah, it's insane. Honestly, it's a they're eleven happened in my existence yeah. as a fan, so that's really cool. But um, <laughs> you know, I'm glad glad the Lions are doing well. Got a ton of love for the city of Detroit in general. So um, them getting to the playoffs, locking in a seat, and, and winning that division—that's it's crazy, bro. It's been a long time coming. So yeah, they could probably thank Aaron Rodgers for that. Yeah, leaving the leaving the division that probably helps, right, D? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, they beat them last year. I mean, just had to. They did, but uh, and, and then Amari Cooper. I mean, hell, he blessed a couple people winning their semifinal games alone. I mean, he was foaming, absolutely. He was foaming, foaming. Amari Cooper's goal have on the day. Didn't he have like two sixty-five? Two sixty-five. He must have three hundred. Damn. Damn. Bro, what? Yeah. Why, is, why do I keep seeing Joe Flacco make the most and ridiculous throws I've ever seen in my life? And just, yeah. Bro, what is going you on? You want to talk about old man Joe? Old man Joe's the future. I told you. Whoever wants fucking Deshaun Watson, take him. I got another year of Joe. <laughs> you got two years of <laughs> Joe. Bro, yeah, Joe yeah. was in fucking Lake Tahoe on the golf course, gets a call, and comes back, and it's fucking Joe Montana all of a sudden. Literally, though. He's been, he's he's been retired. Shout out to Joe Flacco. This man, yeah, this man's fighting to not have to be retired again. He's like, this night, it's not for me. He said, <laughs> I can't be at home like this. Yeah, Amari Cooper insane, had eleven bro. catches, bro. Another at least five years in the league. 11. Yeah, you think? I think he's retiring though after this year. Really? Joe? Yeah. He's taking us to. We're ten and five. Oh my god! He can't go he's out. Like, I know, but he's not coming back. They got Deshaun on the contract. They can't. So it's like he might as well yeah, sail off in the sunset. This is awesome long. for him. Max is disagreeing. No doubt, he, not, no doubt there's, there's a bunch left in the tank. That's not necessarily it. But he got I'm his shake because of opportunity. I'm going to let the Cleveland fans what he thinks. I'm going to let Darian share I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. If there is no quicker way to, to just radicalize this city than, than bringing out Deshaun <laughs> Watson – to do the same limp wrist bullshit that I saw that when, however long he was in the in, in, in this season. Give me Joe Flacco and give him five million, six. I don't care. You it's peanuts like, compared to what we lost. Peanuts. Are you happy you passed it to a Cleveland fan now? Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> we're just, we're just keep moving. Just yeah. keep moving. Uh, uh, but anyway, Marty had eleven catches, two hundred sixty-five yards, and two tutties. That's absolutely nuts. silly. It's nuts. silly. Nothing, so, nothing. Yeah, nothing crazy. Other than, than that, Baker doing what Baker's been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah Baker's on top of the Baker home playoff game coming to Tampa. Is is that what do they got to do? They got to win the next two, or they got to just? Uh, win? I believe. Let me double. I believe they're eight and seven right now. Then Tampa your, finishes. And put your finger to your nose. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, so Tampa. So okay, sorry. Back to the question. Tampa has to play New Orleans, which is huge. And then who do they play after that? And then Carolina. Oh, so they'll win that. All right. So boom. It's I like mean, pretty much the Sunday is the ticket. That's the yeah. game. Yeah, for sure. Damn, that's gonna be a good game. Crazy. Yeah. I'm definitely Those games are either like nine to six or like forty-five to forty-two. No, literally. Always close, but they're either polar opposite on the scoreboard. Yes. I remember even when Jameis and Cam were in that division, they would have games. It was like 39 to 42, and Cam would, or Jameis would throw for 500 yards with six touchdowns. Just airing it out every fucking play. Mike Evans down there somewhere. Fuck it. 
Bro, that shit was insane. Honestly, that season is so random, but bro, that season Jameis Winston had was one of the greatest. I don't even know how to the greatest slash electrifying seasons ever, bro. Electrifying. That's the only word. He threw for thirty touchdowns, thirty plus touchdowns, thirty interceptions, and five thousand yards. That's bro. insane. That and is, Baker's earning insane. himself a new contract because they're talking about getting a deal done for him to return. So I mean, shit. Good for them I finding mean, their I team. Really like I mean, I if they Baker. finish, if they finish and make the playoffs like they should, like then shit's gonna. I mean, they have to. I mean, it's hard to find a quarterback now. I was so. just gonna say, you know, yeah, hard it is to find a quarterback. Shout out to Baker. That's major, major props to Baker because I don't yeah. think anybody expected him to do what he's doing this year. Shout out, Bake. Good shit, bro. No, that's pretty much probably around the news. The only other thing, Max, you boys moving into second, I think possibly tied for second in the division. Um, Broncos took an L. uh, Terrible L, if I can say that. But terrible L to the the Patriots. So you guys are sitting there neck and neck. Um, Man, what's the the focus right now? I know it's remained the same, but uh, what's the next step for you guys? Obviously, Indianapolis, but um, you're worrying about yourself. How do you guys peak that? peak that standing board ever i'm just curious yeah you know for us it's like you said like i talked about it earlier but you know it's an ultimate high when you go to arrowhead and beat the chiefs late in december um but it doesn't matter if we're on a short week um we have to prepare you know better than we did the week before we got to go out and and out outdo what we did the week before so um indianapolis like i said seventh seed they're in the playoffs they've you know They've got what we want, so we got to go beat them, and uh, that's as simple as that. We got to find a way, whatever it takes, and uh, we definitely plan on doing that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, bro. It's going to be a hell of a matchup. Uh, Garner Minshew, you know, the fact that he stepped in and has, you know, led them to an eight and seven record. Um, you know, being, you know, going into the season as a backup, drafting a dude in the top five, and he's had to step in and has helped to win a lot of games. It's, it's a big credit to him, and uh, they got a lot of talent. You know, Jonathan Taylor, Pitt. Uh, What's his name? Pittman, the receiver. Yeah, they, got, Pittman. they got a lot of guys. They got some good old linemen um, mm-hmm. and a good defense. You know, Gus Bradley was my former D coordinator when I last made the playoffs. So uh, you know he's gonna have those boys ready. And uh, you know I'm excited for the matchup, bro. It's gonna be it's gonna be legendary. Yeah, they got a good staff over there. The head coach is doing well, coming from the Eagles, um, and it's gonna be rocking. And uh, what is it, Lucas Oil? Lucas Oil. Hey, Pat McAfee and them probably be in attendance. Get to see the Condor yeah. live. That'll be dope. Barn. The barn? Yes. Yes. Is that what they call it? The barn? The barn. I think that's what they call it. Very interesting. I guess it makes it sense in the middle of fucking... The barn? I didn't know that. It's Indiana. Yeah. The colts, cornfields. Of, you know, a horse. Yeah. Corn. Yeah, corn. No. Corn. corn. He, that's all he gathers from that is corn, that's not the colts right. with the horses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. no, Max, uh, real quick, just like a... I know it's... Quick game yesterday, but what do you think that, that the Colts do do well? And what do you feel as if that you guys need to capitalize on in order to come out with a dub for Week 17? Um, you know, I feel like it starts with a run game for them. Uh, they got one of the best backs in the league. Um, they have one of the best run blocking lines in the league. So uh, they're definitely going to be a challenge. Um, we're we're going to be ready for it. So, uh, you know, it starts with the run. Like I said, we got we to gotta go out with the right mindset and to stop the run early. Um, they like to do a lot of RPO shit. Um, that's, you know, that's that Eagles Philly, um, you know, offense with, you know, Shane Steichen came in and he's implemented that into their system. And uh, it's a lot of quick game, a lot of, 
RPOs, a lot of run game, and, uh, you know, we got to be on point. And for us, I think early downs are super important. You know, we want to get them into predictable situations like second and, you know, second and tens and second and eights, you know, instead of second and fours and things like that. So we want to stay ahead of the sticks um, defensively and just continue to hunt, man. I really think it comes down, you know, at this time of the year, it really comes down to mentality. Who wants it more? Who's going to put in more effort? Who's going to hunt at a higher level? And uh, I feel like, you know, we're built for that. So I'm definitely looking forward to the challenge. Hell yeah. It is a mentality. People starting uh, feeling those injuries, those pains a little bit more late in the season. So got to will it. We can't wait to see you guys, man. It's been super fucking fun. And uh, the defense is balling. We can't wait to see what you guys do again this week. So um, let's pass this over to you, D. A little fan mail, a little rush mail. We'll rush man. We'll rush man. Just saying, I always like to start off with the fringe one, so it's easier for slime to to cut. Yeah. Uh, we have. Let's see here. Did you see my question? Draco. Draco says, "Yeah, you blended right in." Draco seven six two underscore said, okay. "Max." Thoughts on being selected to the all-black team by several NFL podcasts. <laughs> yes. This is fucking perfect. Bro, you're fucking funny. Um, I would be lying if I said I haven't seen any of the tweets, but I have. Um, many have been sent to me uh, via text, a direct message. Um, and I think it's hilarious, bro. You know, for me, seeing Will Compton go into such deep detail and depth with the fucking... Dude, that was so funny. <laughs> bro, I was dying laughing. Um, but yeah, bro, honestly, I don't even know how to answer that. Um, you know, for me, I just, I'm just myself and, uh, that's all I could really say. You know, you know, it's an honor that both sides want me, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, good at any cookout. It's an honor to be, yeah, you know what I mean? And and just be a part of, you know, a winning organization, you know, that they would, you know, they would want me as as an honor. So game recognizes games. I'm I'm going to put in exactly, you know, for me, I'm going to just go out there and, and give them everything I have. And that's you know, domination and all out effort. So regardless of, you know, what it is, you know, I'm going to go out there and do it, man. Well, I'll be damned, D. That was a good one, huh? Fire off some more like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yes. my boy, Barbecue Chicken. I think it's Blaze Fatties, <laughs> but I don't know. It's a different username. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's see. Oh, Raiders.aq wants to know who had the ox cord in the locker room playing that Sosa. Ooh. Me. Yeah. Ooh. One me. guess um, and one guess only. Yes, very straightforward. Um, we walked in the locker room. Um, there's an iPad connected to a speaker. It's very loud in there. And uh, I said, put on that cheap key. I heard the love Sosa. You know, that's what I requested last time uh, at home when we got our victory against the Chargers. So, um, you know, we ran it back. And then we had to add the, you know, don't like on top of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, two, two Chief Keef, you know, legendary hits. So, I mean, you can't go wrong. So, no. yeah, everybody was turned. It was a great time. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely plan on playing some more Chief Keef here soon. Yeah, people are expecting the lives at All this right, point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's only right. <laughs> All right, we got Mike DeBellis. Uh, he said, Raiders, exclamation. How do you, Max, celebrate after a big win? And also, any advice on being a girl dad? His is due in three weeks. Oh, wow. Um, to answer your first question, um, first thing I do is typically I smoke a cigar in the locker room with the guys, um, get the energy flowing, you know, get, you know, get, get the vibes right. 
Um, and then immediately, I go right in the hot tub, then the cold tub, then the hot tub. Do my contrast at the stadium if we're at home. And then I see my family. Chop it up with everybody that was at the game. And then I go home. And I, my recovery starts right away. And then I get on the podcast with y'all. So it's very simple. I'm not going to the clubs. I'm not doing anything crazy. Um, I go straight, you know, straight back with the family, get on the pod with the boys, get my body right, start the recovery, and uh, just do what I do every single week. You know, for me, it's uh, I'm always looking for what's next. So that's what's most important to me is just outdoing myself on a weekly basis. So um, it starts right away. But, you know, to answer your second question, um, the girl dad advice um, for me, my daughter, she's 14 months now. Um, she just had her first Christmas. I would honestly say the number one thing um, for me, my, my, my best advice would just be, don't take a day for granted. Um, every single day, your, your child's going to grow more and more. And the more you're involved, the better it is. Cause you get to just see her growth every single day. Um, and now like, it seems like yesterday, Ella was just, you, you know, we had to hold her every single second and she couldn't, you know, operate on her own. And now she's running around the house, opening doors, causing havoc, trying to jump on the dogs and, you know, it's, uh, it's crazy how time, you know, how time flies. So yeah, for me, just don't take a day for granted, stay locked in and, uh, you know, give her the time she, she definitely deserves. Oh yeah. Congrats on being a girl dad, man. You're going to ask for a better answer on that one. All right. We got one more. We got one more. And I'd love to, this. I mean, the reason we're going number four is because I, I think we all personally want a little bit of insight on this one. Uh, the picture for this, uh, the fan submission was uh, Jones running in the touchdown with the Grinch on his head. So the comment says from join my underscore journey underscore photography. And then I can't stay any longer. So sorry. But um, he says that was awesome. Taking away the ball from the kid. Did you see any of that happen? Did you did, did you guys talk about that at all? What happened when he scored that touchdown, went up to the fans and then pulled the ball away from the kid? So I'm trying to unblur myself. I know. I tried to extend my question as long as possible. By the way, he, by the way Jack made a tweet today that he, the, uh, some older guy tried taking the ball from the kid. And if you watch, that's why he pulled it back. Just to clarify. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is, it is funny because if he did do that, I think it would still be funny. Anyway, yeah, me too. Because uh, he's a Chiefs fan, you know, regardless. It is what it is. But um, I was right there. I was right by him. Um, and yeah, that's exactly what happened. He was going to hand it to the kid. And there was this dude leaning over trying to take the ball. And that's why he pulled it back. So, yeah, you know, Jack definitely uh, he got a lot of attention for uh, for that whole dilemma. But um, he honestly was not trying to do anything, um, you know, malicious or take the ball away from the kid. You know, some older, uh, probably inebriated older man was trying to steal the ball from a child. So Merry Christmas. he was just doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the Grinch keeping it away from the right, Grinch. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's what we got. We uh, Great questions. Thank you, everybody who submitted. They, I mean, you give me a plethora to pick through, so. Keep them coming. Appreciate Love. you guys. All right, boys. You already know what time it is. It's the Rushman of the Week. My favorite. By far. I can't say by far. It's my own show. But my favorite. <laughs> biased opinion. Segment of the week. It is the Rushman. We got three of them. Every single week, it's a damn battle. 
we're, we're me and we're going back and forth as a crew. We're trying to figure out who deserves a spot on the Rushman of the week. So this week it was tight. You know, we had so many, you know, different people that, you know, could have been a part of it. Um, but we came up with three guys that absolutely went federal. So number three, we're starting it with Andrew Van Ginkle. I think he's made it before. I believe, I mean, it's the second time, uh, Van Ginkle ever since, uh, our boy Jalen Phillips. Um, you know, we, we wish him the best in his recovery with the Achilles, but, Ever since Andrew Van Ginkle has stepped in, this dude has been going nuts. He's a great player. He was, you know, a rotational guy before this, but stepping into a starter role, he's taking his game to the next level. Um, he reminds me of our, like, Malcolm Koontz, to be honest. You know, played a lot of special teams, rotated, but is always successful, but now he's getting his shot and he's balling. Um, so, Andrew Van Ginkle, we trained together at Exos, so I've known the guy for a long time, massive amount of respect for him. He had 10 tackles, sack and a half, a pass deflection, I think four QB hits. The dude was all over the field um, again. And uh, he's just, you know, he's blossoming into a legitimate pass rusher in this league. And, uh, you know, I'm super excited for him. You know, I've, I see a lot of guys in the league. And, um, you know, there's certain dudes that stick out to me just with how they play the game and how they approach it. And uh, he's definitely one of those dudes. He plays with maximum effort at all times. Um, and I got a ton of respect for him. So big shout out to Andrew Van Ginkle, your number three on our Rushman of the Week, brother. Go, buddy. Good shit, Shout out to Gink. Good shit, Gink. <laughs> yes. Two-timer. Good shit, Gink. Right? Two-timer. Big shout out to you, brother. But number two, speaking of two-time, we got our boy, big guy, Alabama product, Christian Bearmore. First time on the rush, uh, Rushman of the Week. He, is, he had eight tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble this week yeah, versus Denver. Cute. This man was having his way, going nuts. Having three sacks as a D-tackle is insane in general, um, but to have eight tackles on top of it and a forced fumble, which I'm, I'm pretty sure one of them was a strip sack, um, it's a you know major credit to him. This last month, Christian Barrymore has been going absolutely insane. Um, and this dude came in with a lot of hype. You know, obviously, it's well-deserved. He come, he's coming from Bama. He's built like a house. Um, but he's starting to come together as a player, and you see it every single week. And, uh, you know, when you're playing your best ball in December, um, that's a credit to your training. That's a credit to the work you put in. So, Christian Bearmore, you're at number two on a rushman of the week. Three sacks. Big shout out to you, brother. Let's go, babe. Big dogs gotta eat. Big dogs. Big dogs gotta eat. Gotta eat. Big dogs gotta eat. Good shit, Christian. And number, I mean, I mean, fuck. Number one. <laughs> I mean, I don't even have to say his name, but it's pretty damn self-explanatory. Six tackles, three sacks, four TFLs, um, nine pressures. Malcolm Kuntzy, my boy. Malcolm Kuntz going absolutely nuts again. He has five sacks in the last two games. Dude has been going nuts. Um, I've talked about him probably more than anybody on the show. I mean, we've talked about him more than anybody in the last couple weeks, and it's well-deserved. This dude has gotten better and better. He puts in the work. He's the only guy left doing the extra grip workouts in the weight room with me, so he holds a special place in my heart. Um, he's putting in the work, so okay, Brogan, relax. But um, anyway, he's balling out on all levels. This dude is an absolute dog. He has seven sacks on the season now. Like I said, a three-piece and arrowhead, never been done before, never been done against Pat Mahomes. He is easily our number one rushman of the week. He is, and this isn't his first time either. He was on it last week as well, I believe, right? 
Or was he a dog of the day? He was our dog of the day. He was our dog of the day. I mean, he could have easily made the rush, but we didn't want to oversaturate, but he deserved it. But this dude has been absolutely balling. So big shout-out to my brother, Malcolm Coons. You're our Rushman of the Week, brother. Oh, good job. A lot of love on the rush today. Good shit, Malcolm. A lot of love. A lot of love. Do you think he likes being called Malcolm or Coons? I call him Coonsy. Coonsy. I'm sure he loves that. Yeah, he calls me Max Siebel. That's what he calls me. Max Siebel. Does he have an accent? No, he just talks normal. So just two random accents for each other? Yeah, honestly, that's our whole group. We call everybody a stupid ass nickname. So we call everyone anything with the Y at the end of it is janky and goonsy and. All type of dumb fucking nicknames. That's how we speak to each other. Oh, yeah, it's, it's it's special. So well, let's let's do it, bro. Um, Close it out, man. With an exhale. Is this what episode is this? Come on, brother. Thirteen. Ooh, lucky number. James Harden. Ooh, Houston Harden. Thirteen. <laughs> all right, bet. All right, y'all. That's all we got this week on the Rush with Max Crosby with my co-host. Brogan Roback, my brothers Darian Terrell, Justin Creel, Slimy in the back, making shit happen. Big shout out to the whole team in general. Um, this is episode 13, the James Harden Step Back Edition. Mm. You know, Slime, you know, we, we know how we hold it down. You know, Brogan's a little bit of a hater, but it's all good. Um, but anyway, we just want to say big shout out to everybody involved. We appreciate you guys supporting the show. Keep liking, keep subscribing, keep tuning in. It's only going to get better from here. We're going to have more and more guests. We're going to keep, you know, the content pumping out every single day. And keep tuning in, man. We're on all platforms. YouTube, Apple, iHeart. I mean, we're, I, I can keep going on and on and on, but we're everywhere. And uh, we appreciate you guys. None of this is possible without y'all. So keep tuning in. Keep doing your job. We appreciate it at all times. This is episode 13 of The Rush. We love you guys. Peace. Love. Get. Love. Raiders.